the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. One of the many things I love about the Bible is that it's full of awesome promises that God has made to those of us who are His. One of those awesome promises is of the recovery and restoration that our God is willing to do for us. God promises that He'll bring recovery and restoration of all that's been lost and or stolen in our lives. The Bible also tells us that God not only is willing to do it for me and you, but He wants to do it for me and you. All we have to do is believe God's promise in recovery and restoration is true. Cooperate by doing what He wants us to do, and He'll do it for me and you. That's good news to me. I hope it is to you too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2. Come on, let me give you another installment of this awesome word that God gave to me and you about recovery and restoration. Joel chapter 2. We're going to begin reading verse 21. It says, Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pasture of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain, moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cattle worm, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Notice he said his people will never be ashamed. God wants to cause a recovery and a restoration to be able to come into our lives that begins to start restoring everything that was once destroyed in our lives. Things that were broken, things that were uh, reduced to less than the way they should be. Even things that was taken away from you and me or even given away by you and me that we shouldn't have given away but held on to. God says he's called a restoration and a recovery to be able to come to me and you. God will restore the years. That's just not the time. That's all the things that should have happened during that time. Could have happened during that time. Would have happened during that time. If we had a did stuff without acting like we was losing our mind. God says, I'll restore those things for you. 
I'll recover them for you. I'll get them back. I'll regain them for you. I'll make up for the, and, and, and make good for all the lost stuff, the damaged stuff. Praise God, all the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera stuff. God said, I, I, I'll make that up for you. I'll reclaim for you out of a bad state things that are bad. And I'll bring them back to a good state so that you can be glad. I'll regain some things for you and bring them back to usable form that might have been from refuge material and or waste products, stuff that was just thrown away. God said, I'll clean it up for you, restore it, and bring it back to you on a given day. That's good news. Because God will call recovery and restoration to be able to happen to me and you. Whereas he will return something to a form of original, normal, or unimpaired state to the way it's supposed to be, the way it ought to be. As though the, 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 the plastic was just taken off of it and the, and, and, and the bag was just open. He said, I'm going to restore it to you. And cause even restitution to be able to come to me and you. Well, we get back punitive rewards for what it is that was taken from me and you. Because if the thieves be found, he got to give up sevenfold. Praise God. Amen. He got to give up sevenfold. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, by the way, I wasn't waving at you. I was waving at your daughter. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, God was talking about what he's going to restore to us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Mind me, that, that, that donkey that was carrying Jesus around. Praise God. People was, people was throwing out the, the palms in front of him and saying, Hosanna, King of King. That donkey like, yeah. <laughs> so now I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the one that's on you. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> you all right, too. Praise God. God's going to cause a restoration of things to be able to happen to me and you. Praise God. And one of the restorations that we've been working on more recently is the restoration of our name. The restoration of our name. Well, we found out in the book of Proverbs 22, verse 1, it found out that a good name is, to be, is a very valuable thing to have. In fact, he said it's more to be chosen than even silver and gold. Most of us, if we add three things on the table, silver, gold, and, and a good name, and he said, and we was told to leave one of them on the table, the name will still be there on the table, praise God, because we would go after the silver and gold. But God said, no, the name is more important than the silver and gold because the name can get you more than silver and gold. We found out that the name is, to be, is a very pleasant thing to have. It's a pleasurable thing to have. It's like the precious ointment, praise God, in the a, in a, in a hot Middle East sun. Praise God, it's not only that it's cooling and refreshing to be able to have, you know, make it so that the heat that other people are feeling won't be what you'll be feeling, but it's also a fragrant that comes with it too. That can even clean up all the funk that even was occurred through me and you. Whereas God's name, God tells us he's going to give us a name that is above any name that we previously had before. Whereas our reputation can be mended and it can be mended well and not have to be towed up like it used to be before. Because last time we got together, we found out because of the reason why is because the name that God's going to give us is actually going to be his name. Because they're going to see his glory on me and you. They're going to see his uh, conduct being conducted by me and you. And as a result of that, the same way they brag on God, they're going to brag on me and you too. And you know, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And so therefore, because we're going to have his character, his reputation, as a result of us being able to conduct ourselves the way God is going to have us do, then people are going to be able to think the same thing about me and you. They're going to consider our name safe, just like they consider God's name safe. Because God's name is a name that they run to. Because they feel safe when they get in him. Might have been in danger before, but once they come to him, they know everything is going to be handled. And they're going to think the same thing about me and you, too. Once they come to me and you, they're already going to know everything is handled. Amen. We found out that, they, that, that, that one of the reasons why it is that they brag on God is because they know that God can be trusted to do what it is he said he'll do. God is faithful. 
Yes, he is. And we are people that's going to be that way too. You know, dependable, trustworthy, reliable. Because we do what we say we're going to do. Our yay is yay and our nay is nay. And we don't change it on a given day based upon what we feel like and what the wind do. We even swear to our own hurt that if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do something. Yeah. Praise God. Just like God knew, is due. God said, I'm not like man that I should lie, nor the son of man should I repent. That if it were not so, I would have told you. But why do you, why do you compare that to man? Because that's what man does. Man lies like a rug. Praise God. Man will say one thing, had no intention to do that thing. Praise God and leave you hanging because you really think it ain't meant what they said when they said they would do that thing. But God say, that ain't going to be you because I'm going to transform you into a person that's dependable just like I am so that they can say the same praise about me and you. That's good news. Praise God. Because if we want to have a good reputation, then we want to be a people who do what we do faithfully. Do what we do faithfully. Now, God can restore names. Once again, we've been looking at scripture after scripture after scripture to let us know that God can restore names. But I like to also show you people whose names are restored. Because once again, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me and you. And when we take a look at what he did for them, we can not only know he'll do that same thing for me and you, but we might be able to learn something from what they was doing that set up the environment for him to do what he wanted to do. So let's look at some examples of people's names being recovered and restored by God, whereas he gave them a new name. Let's start with this one. Turn over to Genesis chapter 32, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And by the way, it's good to see you all today. Uh, It's good to be seen in the house of God doing what so few do. And that's thinking that their midweek is worth coming to church and be able to spend some time with God and worship him and praise him and learn what he got to say for them to have and do. Praise God. You are the elite. Praise God. The one on here on Bassey Street presently. Hearing what God got to say so that you can walk this thing out God's way. We're going to look at a young man whose name was restored by God and given a new name. Better than before. Guy by the name of Jacob. Because Jacob's name was, was, was restored. And Jacob was given a new name by God. Let's read about it. We over in Genesis chapter 32. Begin reading at verse 27 please. It says and he said unto him. What is thy name? And he said Jacob. And he said thy name shall, no, shall be called no more Jacob. But Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. Notice he said, what's your name, boy? And he told him what his name was, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince thou hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. That's powerful. This young man, Jacob, name was changed from Jacob to Israel. But we'll see that there was things that occurred during the time that his name was changed from Jacob to Israel that will teach us a lot of things that we need to know about our name being changed into the one that God wants it to be. Now, initially, before getting a new name from God, Jacob's name was Jacob. Praise God. Deep revelation. Jacob's name was Jacob. Now, this is important because Jacob's name tells us about who Jacob was as a person. Jacob was Jacob. 
And it also tells us the things that having him around might cause. The things that having him around might cause. It'll tell us who Jacob was as a person. Jacob was Jacob. So whenever Jacob was being Jacob, then he would do Jacob-type things. And the things that having him around might cause, whereas Jacob would cause Jacob-type things to happen when he was around, involved in things, being Jacob. So who's Jacob? The word Jacob means, the name Jacob means supplanter supplanter, which is a very, 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 very interesting and powerful name to have. Powerful, not from a positive perspective, but powerful in a negative perspective. Even to the point that just at the hearing of his name, it would cause people to be repelled and want to to go away from him. Just at the hearing of his name, people would be like, "Mm mm-hmm, all right, amen. Hey, I got somebody that you can use. Who? Jacob. Because his name told a lot about him. The word name Jacob means supplanter. One definition for supplanter. One who trips up or causes falls. One who trips up or causes falls. Whereas Jacob was the kind of person whose actions tripped up other people and caused them to fall. A person that would trip up other people and cause them to fall. Now, what if you, somebody told you that the person that's about to come around you is going to trip you up and cause you to fall? Say that. You stay away. She said, I stay away. And ask them to stay away too. See, that makes him a dangerous person to have around. A person who will make you fall. See, we're trying to walk upright. We're trying to live this thing out. Come on now. We're trying not to fall. And so if we're going to have people around us, we want people around us that's going to help us not fall. But here this guy is named one who trips up and causes falls. That makes him a dangerous person. Because if you have a choice in the matter, you want a person around you that'll help you to cause things happen like you want them to happen. Not trip things up and, and, and definitely not trip you up. You don't want nobody tripping around you. And definitely don't want them causing you to trip too. You want a person around you who helps you get to where you're trying to go. Not cause you to fall on the way to where you're trying to go. Because his name was Jacob. The name Jacob also means one who undermines or overthrows. One who undermines and overthrows. Imagine yourself as the head of a company. And you look on on the application and you see Jacob. A person who undermines. And you're the one in authority. And you already know they undermine. And that they overthrow. In such a way as you're going to put somebody on your payroll that has the potential to overthrow your company, overthrow you, and undermine everything that you do. How many of y'all would be like, yep, come on in. (laughs) See, if you had your choice in the matter, you want person around who will aid and assist you. Who will aid and assist you. A person who will strengthen you and support you in what you're building or trying to do. Jacob was the kind of person who instead of helping and or strengthening or supporting a person would undermine a person and even overthrow the people who trusted him or what they were trying to do. Whereas people trusted him, but he would overthrow them, undermine them. You'd be like, oh, see, no. 
But that's who he was. He would undermine people. The word undermine means to attack by indirect, secret, or underhanded means. Attempt to subvert by stealth. By stealth. Now, we're listening to the name of Jacob. The name of Jacob, I said, means one who undermines or overthrows. The word undermine means to attack by indirect, secret, or underhanded means. Attempt to subvert by stealth. To subvert by stealth. See, Jacob was the kind of person who would attack you and or what you were trying to do by indirect means. What do you mean by indirect means? Well, he wasn't man enough to be upfront with his attacks. He would be indirect so that he so that his attacks would go unnoticed. Unnoticed. Wait a minute, that sounds like Satan, does it? You know, he's more subtle than any of the beasts of the field. The word subtle means non-obvious. And, and this is where my man was. He was non-obvious. Whereas if you looked at him on surface level, you'd be like, oh, no, it's, it's Jacob. Oh, yeah, Jacob, okay. But little did you know, behind the scenes, he was subverting, attacking in ways that you wouldn't even notice. Jacob was the kind of person who did his dirt secretly. He was sneaky, slithering like a serpent. Jacob was the kind of person who does underhanded things, you know, low down stuff, stuff that should never be named amongst anybody, much less people who are God, uh, people of God. Underhanded. Come on now. Stuff that inspired the OJs to write songs. Come on, backstabbers. Smiling in your face. All the time want to take your place. Backstabbers. You have folk like that all up in churches. Smiling in your face. All the time want to take your place. I think I'm going to pastor this set of people over here. I'm going to give you advice, counsel of what you should do. I'm going to teach you what I say you should do. Don't pay no attention to them. Listen to me. Wasn't that a hit? It was a hit. All kind of folk bought it. Why? Because they saw themselves in it. Amen. Because it's so common. But Jacob was the kind of person who would do underhanded things, low down stuff. He'd subvert the people in authority. And any other person who he could choose to subvert. He would subvert the people in authority. The word subvert means to overthrow. Speaking of something that would be established and or existing. He would overthrow it. For instance, if they had something already existing, he didn't like the way it would be. So, because it didn't profit him the way he thought it should be. So he would subvert it. Praise God. He'd mess up what was already set up. He'd mess it up for his own purposes and or benefit. He subverted, which also means to undermine the principle of or corrupt it. To undermine the principle of. Whereas he'd undermine the principles because he was a person without principles. Because when you person put a person without principles in a place where they can tap some principles, trust me, they're going to tap some principles. He corrupt the principles because his principles were corrupted. So he's only being who he is, showing, sharing who he is. And he's Jacob, going out, going around, Jacobing, and do what, do what Jacobs do. He subvert people in authority or other people by stealth, it said, by definition. By stealth, 
which means in ways difficult to detect by stealth. Just like with a stealth bomber, before a defense can even be established, he'd already have done his damage. When the stealth bomber would come in, they wouldn't even know the stealth bomber was coming. They wouldn't even know that the stealth bomber was above them. They wouldn't even know that the stealth bomber done dropped it until boom. And they looked up and they in hell, surprise. Don't see no virgins there. Much less seven of them, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Because it's stealth. So just like a stealth bomber before a defense can even be established, he'd already have done his damage, which means by the time you find your Jacob, they done already did damage. Folk done already got affected, infected, left. You don't even know why. You're thinking like, dang, what's going on? Dang, why does that happen? You got a stealth bomber in your crew. You got a Jacob with you. Before people knew what happened, he'd already happened. That word also means to weaken gradually. Subvert, I'm talking about. It means to weaken gradually, or this is deep, insidiously. To weaken gradually or insidiously. Insidiously is talking about harmfully or dangerously. Insidiously. Whereas if, if you got a, if it, once again, if you got a chance, a choice in the matter, then you want a person around you who's going to make things stronger. Or at least, at the very least, won't weaken what you already have. Especially if you're trying to build something. You're trying to cause something to happen. You're trying to put something together. But if Jacob is with you, Jacob is the kind of person who will weaken that which he's already involved in. Weaken that which he's involved in. He'd either weaken that that he's involved in gradually, or he'd break it down little by little, so, so little that you can't even tell that it's happening. Or can't tell how it's happening. Or he'd weaken things that he got involved in insidiously. Whereas he would just do some dangerous, cantankerous stuff. But do not override the other definitions I gave you. He'd do it stealth. In such ways you still can't see where it's coming from. You really don't understand why it's happening. Jacob also means one who removes or displaces by strategy. One who removes or displaces by strategy. Whereas this means that Jacob was the kind of person who does what he does by strategy. Another way of saying it is that he'd plot and plan the dirt that he was going to do. He would plot and plan the dirt that he was going to do. He was a schemer. He was the kind of person who always had a secret plot behind everything he was doing. If he did something, even if it was something that seemed helpful, there was probably some secret plot behind it. If he asked you something, even could he do something or could he help you with something? With a guy like Jacob, you hesitant because there was probably some scheme behind it. Bottom line. Somebody say bottom line. Bottom line is Jacob couldn't be trusted. Charming, smart, talented, gifted, charismatic, but can't be trusted. To say the least, Jacob's name was not a very good name. Well, that's all the way up time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. And I hope even more that you're seeing what God's Scripture says to me and you about what our loving Father wants to do for me and you. Something that unfortunately too many saints don't believe is true. That's why I'm showing you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that clearly tells us that it's something that God really wants to do for me and you. Scriptures that also show us that our part is to believe it's true 
Cooperate with him and let him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. Let's let God do what he shares with us in scripture that he'll do. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the brothers, if you're in San Antonio or happen to be in San Antonio or surrounding areas this weekend, we've got a men's meeting for you to attend that'll flat out bless you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, my brothers, that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. VIP transportation service is available for this too. So if you need a ride, call the church. We'll be glad to come and get you. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.